do you feel like it's still kind of stuffy? Do you feel like it's like, you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like it's... Yeah, it's, I mean... But when we're out there in our cart doing our own thing, like, it don't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, I, I bring the boombox out there. I mean, it's almost some, like some Happy Gilmore shit, kind of, but more... <laughs> I like, like that. On some b-boy b-boy shit. Like when we're out there, we really don't give a fuck, you know? The only thing I'm not doing is probably tagging on the golf course. And there's <laughs> there's little places too. And I see little like cutty spots in between the holes. I was like, oh, I, I should hit up right there, you know? Maybe oh, throw a sticker shit. or something now and then. But but nah, I haven't really brought a can to the course. <laughs> but, you know, I think that that's the, the beauty of it too. The golf thing is, um, like you said, it's maybe very different of how you picture me. But it's it's a... It's a good departure from the day-to-day -day, like grind or whatever, you know what I mean? To just get on the course and it's just, it's beautiful out there. What's up, guys, and welcome to another brand new episode of Par 3 Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Baller. Got my dog, Stephen Malbin here, and my man via Zoom, J.R. Smith, NBA world champion legend. And on today's episode, we got someone completely out of the golf spectrum <laughs> you would ever expect ever. He is from the art world. Actually, he is a famous graffiti artist. My man, OG Slick, was good. Throw a little golf clap on him. <laughs> Welcome to the first tee. At the first tee, my bad, guys. At the first tee, my man OG Slick. Um, Slick, I just got back from Hawaii last night. Oh, you did? I was in your hometown, Honolulu, bro. And I didn't have no sticks with me, so you know I was depressed. Oh, like, man. Like the course is That's right all there. we do when we're out there is like yeah. smack balls around. Funny thing, um, me and Slick, um, completely just by coincidence, have been running in the same circle for over 30 years in the graffiti scene. Um, a guy who I tell people he's my cousin, and he's not, his name is uh, Deffer, and he got me into graffiti. And then we end up saying running in the same crew, one of the most notorious graffiti crews in the world, K2S. And Slick came from Hawaii, right? In yep. the late 80s. Yep, yep. What, what, what year did you get into K2S? Probably, I think it was like maybe late 87, 88. Yeah. And this was the time when there was big beefs between, if you're in the graffiti scene, I'm sure people watching the show have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, but like, <laughs> this was like West Coast artists versus, you know, K2S, my man, Paul Connor, AKA Skept, I was about to say it's full government, I shouldn't, <laughs> and you know, versus Minor and all that stuff and everything, and shout out to the whole crew, but Slick is somebody you would never think in a billion years plays golf. Really? I mean, I think so. I just think that that's just the craziest well, thing. thank I, you. You yeah. know, but like... <laughs> You get a spray paint can, you know, or some, you know, some rapido graphs or yeah, some, you know what I'm saying? Some, 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 you know, some ultra wides or yeah. mini wides and uh, Slick comes from the art world. And, and, and when I found out you played golf, Steven told me. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, man. So, so talk about the journey and when you started playing and stuff. I first got introduced, I guess, through my pops at a real young age, but it wasn't serious. I mean, he golfed with his buddies and, you know, um. I'd hit the three par now and then with him, but I, I got more, it was the 80s, so I was more into like racquetball. I loved racquetball. I could kick ass in racquetball. But golf, I never took seriously enough where like I had the lessons and the whole nine where I felt like I could conquer the game, you know? So it was just a on and off sort of thing. Fast forward all these years, I, I would play here and there now and then with the, it, it was so, so rare that I, I'd play. I couldn't even say that I'd play. It wasn't until... Uh, COVID hit and um, we went to go check on moms in Hawaii and uh, we ended up just staying there because my friends in LA were like dude it's fucking nuts out here they're like if you can stay in Hawaii just stay and so we we're fortunate enough you know we had the means to to stay out there for about close to two years a year and a half whatever so there's not much to do on the island especially during COVID I mean there's even less to do but golf and, you know, all my buddies are like, let's golf. And I was like, all right. You know, so I got my set of, uh, set of clubs and, you know, took it a little bit more seriously, you know, and just got, got hooked. You know, I, I, we loved it. We hit like every course on the island. And I ain't a great player, but I just love golfing. I, I, and I lo love the more like exotic courses and the difficult ones, even though like we're hacking away and <laughs> losing cases and cases of balls. But 
it, it don't matter. We're just out there with the boys. And, you know, and some of these guys I've known uh, from Graf for years uh, from my B-Boy crew, like Shansky and John Prime. They, they're a couple of guys I, I golf with in Hawaii. And I guess part of it was ni- just nice to be out with the boys. Some of them are a little bit more serious than, than I was, you know, about the game. Especially John Prime. He's actually pretty dope. And he's a, he, he's a sick writer, too, you know. Right. So he helps me with my game when, when we're out there. But then that gets hard because when I'm playing with different people and, you know, I guess they see me playing, they feel like I need help or something because <laughs> they all feel like they, they got some pointers for me. So all these people giving me different pointers is really difficult to try and remember all that shit, when, especially when you're, you're going up to the T, you know, and then there's like, okay, but you have to have your weight back here. And then you have to, you know, you got to not bring it in from too deep inside and come from out and then it's like okay and then you're trying to remember all the shit like going through a swing it just barely like, hit the ball yeah and then you, and you'll just hit the back of the ball or like you know like fuck it. so i try not to overthink it you know just go up there and whack you know that's how you gotta do it bro I, but, just, I think what he was saying with like the like you're like the last person he would think that golfs right which is like charming for you but at the same time like you know, knowing like a lot of writers and, uh, and such, and even just artists in general, like artists and graffiti artists for sure, definitely aren't like the first people that you think of being like right. golfing. And I know a lot of skaters made the transition. You know, like I know Scotty Oster and a few, few of the, mm-hmm. the old mm-hmm. homies. They 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 actually picked up the game and picked it up quick. You know, Scott does. Yeah, I've known Scott for thirty something uh, yeah. years too. Oster was pretty dope. I I haven't talked to him in a minute, but he he was getting really good at one point. I remember him throwing the club like across the course, like just he's really passionate about it. You said John Prime, but could you imagine Prime? Yeah. Like oh. Prime. Can you imagine Prime playing? So like- I don't know if it's, you know, why why more writers um don't golf, but I, I know a few. I know like uh there's um Greg Mike, but he's more like street artist guy. You From know? Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Greg yeah, Mike. Yeah. Uh Persuay. Persuay golf. And like I said, John Prime. There's a few of us that 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 get down, you know. Right. Um, I, mean, I couldn't imagine like Brian, like Cause or somebody, or like even like Stash. Couldn't imagine Stash player Lenny. Like I couldn't see or... Stash, but I could definitely see Cause, especially with his little hat. And I mean, I don't know him like that, but the way he, the few photos I saw of him, he looks like I a know. fucking golfer. You he's know, just like, not. He's just no. But yeah, he does look like a, almost like a Jordan Speed. Like he looks yeah. like yeah. He's just not. I just couldn't okay. see him playing golf. But. We like to go out there, have fun. We like to look good too. At least for me personally, like I may not be the best on the course, but I definitely want to look fly out there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no, for sure. Yeah, have the dope kicks, have the you know the fly attire, and you know, which is I guess kind of like how it was back in the day. I mean, I wasn't there like when golf first originated, but you see them with their, you know, their 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 outfits and their pants and their plaid. Like, looks like they were trying to show out too, right? And, and look good, you know. Besides being badass, you know, but the thing with graph is really competitive, and I think that kind of lends itself to the golf thing too, you know, like competition. I love video games, you know what I mean. So, so yeah, golf. I was real good at the Nintendo one back in the day, you know. I, I forgot what that one was. Um, what sixty four? You want a golf game? The golf game, long time ago. Like on, on, I think it was like a Nintendo or something. It was like. I'm talking about the regular Nintendo. Yeah, and the regular Nintendo. From your like your your you're like you have a unique vantage point, right? Like your whole approach and, and style and everything. Like, what's your take on golf today? My take on it? Like golf as a whole. Culture. Well, dude, I couldn't even give you that much. I'm not that that deep in it where like I could make that sort of assessment or a comment on it. Like what, what's your, what's your opinion? Like, like, do, do you feel like it's still kind of stuffy? Do you feel like it's like, you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like it's, yeah, it's, I mean, but when we're out there in our cart doing our own thing, like it don't really matter. You know what I mean? Like well, I, I bring the boom box out there where, I mean, it's almost some, like some happy Gilmore shit kind of, but more <laughs> I like, that. like on some B-boy, B-boy shit. Like when we're out there, we really don't give a fuck. You know, the only thing I'm not doing is probably tagging on the golf course. And there's, <laughs> there's little places too. And I see little like cutty spots in between the holes. I was like, Oh, I, I, I should hit up right there. You know, maybe oh, throw a sticker shit. or something now and then, but, but nah, I haven't really brought a can to the course, <laughs> but you know, I think that that's the, the beauty of it too. The golf thing is um, like you said, it's maybe very different of how you picture me, but it's, it's a, it's a good departure from the day-to-day, like, 
grind or whatever you know what i mean to just get on the course and it's just it's beautiful out there because i don't do much nature shit like hiking or whatever so um yeah it's, it's just beautiful to take in and and like every day we are out there we just feel grateful you know and we tell the boy we all we all you know like hug it out in the beginning and after we're just just we always remind ourselves how thankful we are to be at this age out here having fun man like that that's that's the best you know I mean, do you take it like, I mean, do you want to get better? Do you, do, would you like yeah, to be a good yeah, golfer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You... I mean, I, I would love to actually get lessons and the whole nine. Like I said, with racquetball, I did that the proper way. So no one can fuck with me with racquetball. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, nah, real talk, you know? Not that there's any racquetball courts left, but I, that, that's my shit. It's because I, I got taught the proper way. Like if I would need the ball to go here or if I need you to run there, like I know, I, I, I know how to play you. But golf... I get up there. It's like I'm just hoping to make contact, and and the ball to go forward. You know what I mean? Like, but when I'm in like the 80 yard range or whatever, when I start to get a, like with my 56, I'm, I'm pretty good with that. You know, I've gotten pretty good with that. Um, driving, I love to hit. I love it when I hit a good drive and just that that feeling of making contact and just seeing that fucker just go straight. You know, yeah. and not like you know slice. It, yeah. 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 So I, I love a great drive. It's just my my percentage isn't that great. But but you know, a lot of times we're not. You know, they let me take my mulligans or whatever. Like so so <laughs> I, I'll, I'll skip a couple. But but when I make contact, it's all worth it. You know, I've right. quit so many times too. Like I love and hate the game <laughs> so much. Like yeah, I've quit a few times, bro. Oh Trust yeah, me I was like I, I'll never pick up another golf club again. And then you know you'll get that one nice hit. And you're like, oh, hell yeah, that this is what it's about, you know? Being an artist, like, when you're out there, do you ever get, like, you, you get inspired by different things to do, like, to make something, uh, different pieces of art or whatever? Mm, well, nah, because mo most of my art is, has nothing to do with golf. I, I think that's the beauty of it, being out there that I don't have to think about anything or think about creating or think about, um, no. It's totally opposite. Whereas my everyday life, I'm always thinking about art or what I'm creating or what's the next or what I'm, you know, and out there, I don't have to think about that. Except when I found out he was doing uh, Melbon, I was like, you know what? I go, that might be kind of a dope like mashup. I mean, if he's down, because I'm not really interested in starting another apparel line or anything like that. But I was like, I could definitely see some cool shit you know, happening with us because I see him doing a lot of beautiful work. But, you know, maybe it just needs a little slick touch in there, like, you know, little capsule. I think that that would be banging. That's the only time maybe I was thinking about work. I mean, during during COVID, we're thinking we're talking a lot about crypto and all that shit. You know, a lot of my boys were talking a lot of crypto shit and having big dreams. Like I already moved to Palace Verdes like <laughs> three times. I like already picked out a lot out there and everything when crypto was banging, you know. Yeah. And then when it went down there and I'm just like, okay, I think we could just do a couple of renovations at the house. Like, you know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, we, we have fun out there. Yeah. JR, you ever walk off the course, quit? <laughs> yeah. Where'd you I head? Went, went out, <laughs> oh, I went home. <laughs> I went, uh, cause in Denver, I used to live on a course and this is like when I really first started, like, you know, grinding at the game and, I was still so naive to think that I was like going to get really good really fast and like be able to shoot in the seventies after like the first two years and it really wasn't happening. I would go on a range and I was striping it. I lived on this course in Cherry Creek in Denver. And I remember I used to like, I had my own golf carts. So I used to drive out my backyard and start on like 11 fairway or something, just drop a ball hit. And I was playing. I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm going to play good. And then before you know it, I hit a house. And I was like, damn. <laughs> and then I was I was just like, I'm gonna just, you know, speed up to the next spot. I, like it wasn't me type shit. <laughs> I go to the next tee, tee off, hit another house. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Bro, no lie. I get I end up finding my ball. Dude wasn't really tripping or whatever. And the guy's standing there watching me at this point. So I'm like, oh, extra nervous now. Bro, when I tell you I duck hooked it out of the <laughs> rough and hit another house, I got in the cart and went right back home. I hit, I literally <laughs> hit like probably like six shots. 
And, and, and you three hit three houses hit, in six shots. Three, no, first of all, I hit three houses in six shots, but three in a row. When I tell you my consistency was ridiculous. <laughs> what was crazy. a game. So, what a game. So and slick, I'm still man. playing 12 years later. <laughs> What's wrong with Well, me? that's comforting, you know. <laughs> right. What is wrong so, with So, hey, me? what is up with that? When you hit those houses, are you responsible no. for that? I mean, they have to sign who told him to live there? No, you, mean, are, you are responsible for some. I think that each one is different. My yeah. boy at Wilshire, you know that little chipping green over at Wilshire? If you guys mm -hmm. have played at Wilshire, there's a little chipping green right next to the first tee. And it was uh, early in the morning. And my man was hitting, trying to hit little, like, baby flop shots. And he thinned the wedge. Chef Nimmer, who brought us food that time over at the other place, he thinned the wedge, and it just beamed right through the window. Just went right through the window of someone's house, right on the first tee. Oh, and then the dude came out, and he went over and said, like, I'll pay for it, wah, wah, wah. And the guy was like, yeah, just give me 500 and I'll take care of it. But you're not the first person to break that window. Oh, no. <laughs> I was playing in San Diego at a, at a, at a public course, but it's, it's a nice course called Arrowwood. And the houses on the actual course in 2023 were really low-priced, but it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's in, it's in Oceanside, but in the county, not by the way, no, no ocean nearby. Um, well, not no ocean view. And this house, um, one of my boys from TaylorMade, Stranger, his boy lives in that house. And he said he don't live there no more. I was like, why? He says he's had... 300 golf balls hit that house and he's like, i can't live here anymore and they made him sign a waiver when he bought the house he goes hey man you know this is where you're living this is what it is and they got yeah you gotta know i bad. mean when we played i forgot what course that was i think maybe it was white kelly or something one of those and the guy came out and acted like i hit him with the ball <laughs> like like i hit him in the head and shit so <laughs> i was kind of freaking out you know like i was like oh shit you know i, I nailed this dude in the head and then he got up and was just like, ah, like he was just clowning. You know, I guess it happens all the time that people hit shit in his yard, you know. My, but, my but. parents, they, they, <laughs> they live in on, a, on a golf course in Virginia. And so people always, uh, it's a par five dog leg left. So you hit the drive out and he's got to go left and he lives out on the right. So basically people try to hit like a hybrid to the green. <clears throat> and most misses for amateur golfers is a big slice. So they slice it in his yard all day long. So he's got these fucking fake balls, those little plastic balls, you know, and he'll throw them out in the yard. And then the golfer will like hit their ball in that direction and see it. And they'll like jump the fence and go over there to grab the ball. And as soon as they pick it up, it's like, ah, the fuck, a fake ball. Like he does it like a, like a prank. Like it's just sitting there like, oh, that's they my should ball. put the exploding ones out there. And then I saw this thing on, uh, I saw this thing on, uh, on, 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 like on Instagram or something in there. There's a guy who lived on a golf course and he had the same thing. Well, a yard where everybody hits the balls in. And so he would stand out there and wait. And when someone would slice the ball in his yard, he'd just fucking lay down on the ground, act yeah, like he got that. hit. That's yeah. what I was going to say. That shit is hilarious, yeah. bro. Well, this guy he said. He got up out of nowhere like, oh. <laughs> this cat said obama hit it in his yard so i didn't feel as bad you know i was like okay. oh man yeah <laughs> today's episode of part three is sponsored by long drink the finished drink they are a big supporter of the show and a big supporter of golf and it's goddamn delicious find it near you at longdrink.com I love golfing in Hawaii. You play I, here ever? Mm, a little bit. I think uh, next week after my, my show, we're going to go um, check out this place in Coyote, Coyote Hill, but kind of by um, Fullerton out there. And then uh, last month we did the Trump. The, shit was hard, wasn't it? That shit was crazy. By Paz Verde, you mean? Yeah. That shit yeah. was crazy. Just it's walking beautiful. into the yeah, it's a beautiful course, but walking into the the Trump uh, with his posters the, the, and the, shit, the, the pro shop. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm in some shit right here. It's you a know? trip when you yeah. see people wearing like the, the the Trump polos too when you go on a golf course. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they they're like, it was you know, I was actually dude, I was just walking down you know downtown Waikiki, and um, this dude had a big ass hat said, "Let's go, Brandon." You know what I mean? So I was like a yeah. trip. I was like, oh yeah. shit, in Hawaii. They love Trump out there. Oh, they do? <laughs> yeah. That Trump golf course here is as good as it gets. It is. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Every hole you see the ocean, it zigzags back and forth. It's and the membership hard ain't that bad. as can be, but it's very hard. Yeah. You lose your ball. If you second most it lost off. balls they said in California. Yeah. Really? You need to lose a ball in second. 
in Hawaii Play probably be this spot uh <laughs> Royal if you guys are in Hawaii you guys should check out this spot Royal Hawaiian yeah yeah I've heard of it what it's way up in the hills it's like it's Jurassic right on the Park. foot that the foothill yeah it looks like I played it dude it's beautiful it's right? very hard too oh yeah you, you lose you, balls at any second I, I like lost a like two cases easy but <laughs> two cases. because because sometimes like you, you'll just like hit it and it looked like you could get it like gone. it's gone like yeah, some yeah, many yeah. hoonies went in there and like took it and yeah. you know I played that one. That one is insane. <laughs> but beautiful course, oh, right? It's like insane. It's Jurassic love- Park. That's what it looks yeah. like, right? What uh, that one with the three terraces that you mm-hmm. go up, to? dude. That one is bad. What kind of clubs do you play with, Slick? Um, in in um, Hawaii, it's uh, the Callaway, and then I want I was gonna get the exact same set here because I wanted to learn one set, you know. But then I went to these one cats that actually like watched my stroke and everything. And I don't know if they're just trying to upsell me on clubs or whatever, but they're like, no, 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 no. This Callaway is not your shit. You know, they're like, you're tailor-made, you know? So like they got me set up on this tailor-made set. And you know what? Like, it, it, to be honest, the tailor-made one, actually my, for driving, like, you know how I always hit the, from the, like, sometimes I'll hit the dirt in the back. With the tailor-made, that never happens. And I don't know if it's just a psychological thing or just the weight distribution on the club or something like that. It but might just appeal to your eye better. Maybe. But, but yeah. That, so, out here, I use a tailor-made uh, set. Yeah. What kind of irons are? Tailor-made irons, too? Yeah. Yeah. I believe. I believe so. It's the blue one. The blue and white set. Sim. Sim. Sim, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 I'm not mad at that. Okay. Have you guys ever played before? And I got your gold. I got the gold one. Oh, the Ben Baller putter? Yeah. I got that from (laughs) Network, you know? I called my boys over there. Oh, I need that gold gold putter, you know? (laughs) I still don't have mine, but it's all right. Don't worry about it. I got yours already, JR. It's just sitting (laughs) at the house, man. I got you. Once they let me back in the crib, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) I got the gold gold money counter, and I got the gold... uh, putter so. that putter is legit yeah. it's, it's not because why but it was just it was a, i haven't taken a, it on the course yet but you know but oh, i got it like in soft. the box and everything it's nice it's soft it's nice it's nice it's nice have you ever thought about i mean what's kind of cool is your approach is different like i was thinking like yeah let's should i want to do golf this golf that and you're like nah it's like my departure so i was like not expecting that answer from you yeah so well, like you want to keep it separate like your the streetwear well the, with the, my art especially with my art maybe not streetwear well that's why he was the first guy I called, like, like I said, it was during COVID, right? And I hit you out of the blue, you know? And I was like, I sent you that little comp with the, mm-hmm. with the golf glove with my three stripes on it. He does uh, the LA, he does the, he's, he's got you know, like, Cause everyone knows it's like for the this. LA hands. So I, I did like the white golf glove with the, with the, with the three stripes. I was like, what about this? And then he flipped it backwards. So it says M A or M A L and it's the LA but it's logo the LA backwards. Flip. You know, it, it's, it's a good. sick little lockup. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it, the Mickey looking hands with the I, I backwards. See it. it's a, yeah, I'll show you after. The, but it's a sick little lockup. But the thing is, like, I'm so used to, you know, me and my wife been in the streetwear game for so many years. And she is just so overjoyed and elated that we got out of it. That the last few years, we kind of phased out the This Is It brand. And I still have my little shop called Big Dick's Hardware. But we just sell spray paint and whatever cool shit I want to make, we sell in my shop. Where's the shop at? It's uh, in Compton, like Gardena, Compton area. Oh, okay. Uh, now we have our own spray paint called Bukake. And, uh, oh, that's killer. It's called Bukake because it covers. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and my wife. Do you sell, cha- sell unowides and ultrawides there? Yeah, we sell everything. We, we sell a lot of like graph supplies. And, you, you got know. Marsh Inc.? Yep. Oh, damn. I yeah, gotta you got to come down. You got to come down. Yeah, my wife is stoked that we don't make product season after season because, yeah, I can come up with ideas all day long, but somebody has to make it. Somebody has to do production. Somebody has to do sales. Somebody has to collect money when these accounts don't pay. Somebody has to do trade shows, setups. So she is so over the moon that we don't do that shit no more where I can just sell one sculpture or one piece and make what I did a whole season or two of this doing this is it. You know what I mean? So she's grateful for that, you know? Um, and I'm, like I said, grateful that I'm in a position that I can even do that now, you know, um, but I still love streetwear. I still like to look fly. I still like to look good. So that's, that's the problem, right? Cause I don't really wear too many other people's brands. I've never, I've always worn my own shit, but I did call you for some shit. I was like, <laughs> Hey, it's like, can I get down with some, cause they make you wear fucking collar shirts at the golf course. I hate yeah. collar shirts. Like I, I, I don't, you know, I'm just a, I've always worn t-shirts my whole life. Like collars and polos just ain't my shit 
but they won't let you play without it. So, yeah. you know, I got some ideas that I can do it with. <laughs> <laughs> That's like with our shit too. Like, advent, like it's like there's like only two or three rules. Like, you got to wear a belt, you got to wear a polo. That's pretty much it. So it's like, all right, well, what can we work with here right. considering? So like right. I'll do pants like these, but then I'll just do belt loops. So like I don't need the belt because right. they're elastic, but. They make you wear a belt? You make you wear a belt. So I might as well just put belt loops even on like, I'll do like swimming trunks. How do they even enforce the belt thing? I mean, are they looking at Because you got to tuck your shirt in. Oh. A lot of times they'll say, you got to wear a polo. You have to have it tucked in and you have to have on a belt. And then they'll throw, sometimes you got to have shorts that go like below your knees. And there's all types of shit. And, the, yeah, and it's wow. weird. It's like, like you're saying, like you like the like nice courses. Like the nicer the course in a lot of circumstances, the more traditions that they really uphold. Right. So, sure. you know, like Cypress Point is up in Carmel, where I live up in Pebble Beach. It's a course called Cypress Point. So Erica and I went to go play with uh, my friend's grandmother, who's like 80, and she was uh, she was like the, the the women's club pro there or whatever. Like she's not the pro, the club champion. So she's super good, 80-year-old uh, member. She took us out there. So my wife Erica gets out of the car in like a skirt, you know, a collared shirt with a sweater and a, and a skirt just below the knees. The grandmother runs to the parking lot in the cart, and she's like, honey, I'm so sorry, but you can't wear that skirt here. And then she's like, what? And then, and then grandma said, look, I'm going to go in there and buy you a pair of pants. But, like, huh. the rule here is women can't show any skin under the waist. Wow. And it's just like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But it's the, like probably top three courses in the world that is like bucket list of where you want to play so when you go play there just abide by the rules you just got to do it by the rules right so it's like right. she went and bought like a baggy pair of like adidas rain pants and put it on and like fucked their whole look up you know <laughs> but at the same time it's like but, you know you know who actually i remember first playing at a nice nice course was actually with uh um, I don't know if you guys know Steve Rocco. You know he owns uh, World Industry. Mm. So at the at the time he was he was courting courting us because uh, we had our brand Shaolin and stuff back then. And so he he he's a he loves golf. And uh, I remember meeting him on the course. Beautiful beautiful course on the bluffs and everything. But he just didn't give a fuck. And and like about you know like what he was wearing or like even how we were playing. We we're just jumping hole to hole and like whacking balls and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of dope, right? But, and it's just cause he was making so much money at the time of world industries. I, I guess, you know, they were doing, yeah. doing crazy. No one could really tell him shit, you know? No, I, I, don't, and, I don't know him, but I know who he is. Yeah, so, and we didn't really know how to golf. So we're just all whacking away and, you know, Aiming for squirrels and shit like that. I, mean, I remember know, but, the first time Estevan and Mr. Cartoon played in George Lopez's tournament. Yeah. And this was a long time ago. This was like probably his first one, maybe 13, 14, 15 years ago. And they're wearing the baggy ass Joker brand shorts way past the socks all <laughs> yeah. the way up. They're wearing collared shirts. But yeah, they're yeah. wearing Cortezes. You know what I'm saying? That was funny as hell. And they couldn't play, but they didn't get fucked. They had a good ass time. On the flip side, are you talking about Steve's story? My first time playing Goat Hill. In Oceanside, this is a legendary, you know, par 65. It's just a, just short course in in in, in uh, by San Diego, and we're pulling around on the 13th hole, and on the 14th hole, it kind of shares almost the same tee box as like hole six, and there's this dude with the beard. He looked like a homeless guy, and he's fucking with the grass. And Mike and Trotty were like, "Hey, what's up, John? How you doing? Who the fuck is that dude? The gardener? You fucking know that guy?" And he goes. Sean Ashworth. He owns the course. Yeah, yeah. You ever heard of Ashworth? That was like <laughs> no, a big, they were a huge golf brand in the yeah, 90s. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the, he's a legend. Yeah. Dude was smoking weed. And I'm like, wait, he's what? He <laughs> said, one, he owns a golf course. Number two, he owned Ashworth, which is like a really big, it was like, you know, it's like And Callaway. now Linksoul, yeah. What? Linksoul. He owns Linksoul now. I don't know what that is. Linksoul's another brand that him and his nephew own. But you would think he was a homeless dude and he wasn't wearing no collared shirt. That motherfucker looked crazy that, as hell. That's, how I, that's how I felt with, with Steve Rocco out there. He was like, yeah, like wearing just shorts and I think sandals. He wasn't even wearing golf shoes. And we're just out there whacking away. But he was trying to get us to bring Shaolin brand to his thing. And 
he just loved golf too. And that was kind of cool. But even then I didn't catch the fever. It wasn't till, till you know. <laughs> Gee, you ever met you ever met Ashworth before, John? Yeah, I think I met him once when I played Go Park with uh Stranger and Trotty. You you would have never think in a million years that dude is a doodle. <laughs> no clue. He was just Damn. riding around on a golf cart. And he smokes he a go. lot of weed. <clears throat> Here's the story. That's my boy. Here's the story. He said when I so so first of all when I first started Marvin Golf he hit us up and he said I want to come have lunch with you guys and like I want to meet da 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 so we were like let's go that's great so we we took him to the Soho house over there and he I remember him getting there and he was like man this is fucking weird what is this you know the Soho house is full of like artwork and fucking like whatever it's the Soho house so I was telling him, I'm like, it's just like a country club. There's just no golf course. You know, it's like the same <laughs> thing. You got to be a member and you can go there. You get an account, eat, da, da, da. And he told me, he said, you guys, you and Erica, y'all, y'all uh, f- realized what I realized a long time ago, that golf is escapism. And he said, there's the real world and there's the golf world. And I just stay in the golf world. Cause like, I don't really like the real world that much, yeah. you know, which is like I get it. his, his whole thought on it and all that. He's the fucking best dude. He's like, a, he's like someone I look up to like Ashworth, like changed all of the, everything, the whole fashion and, and everything else. And then his, so, so <clears throat> he's from Oceanside, lives in Oceanside. His, the city was given goat, goat park, goat hill. The golf course was up for bid, so someone could bid it for like 12 years, and you get it for 12 years. And his son, John's son, was like, Dad, you should try to do it. You should try to get this course, and you can own it, run it, and operate it, whatever. And he said he told me he was just trying to do it to be cool to his son. And then next thing you know, he won it. Oh, shit. So he was like, oh, shit, I own the golf course. Like, I'm going to have to figure out how to make it profitable and, like, <laughs> have fun with it. And he's done great things with that Bro, course. that place... Listen, this is a legendary place. You got to remember, every single golf brand slick is in Carlsbad. Okay. You know what I mean? Like all of them, Callaway, everyone, yeah, TaylorMade, yeah. they're all there. Even Hamna has an office there. You know what I'm saying? And like, so they're all, all the executives are always playing there and it's a short course. It's fun. There's always tournaments there. You got to definitely check it out. It's cheap. I think Freddie Couples hit the hole in one there, what, a year or two or a year or two ago, like in like one of their events. Yeah, they do him versus... Uh, Xander, him, ver- him, Xander, and this other dude who used to play with Tiger Woods and t- and Freddie Couples and another dude, they do a two on two tournament, so like a spectator. So it's like a it's like a exhibition where they go out and they do right. tournaments and they <laughs> play with those wood drivers, and they play eighteen holes and there'll be you know a few hundred people follow along each hole, maybe a thousand. So there's a lot of people out there, and yeah, one of them made a hole in one last year, but they do that to raise money for. I think the San Diego State golf team's daughter got sick or something, so they do it every year to like raise money for something or another. And so those pros come back every year. But that whole course, like, there's people playing in like tank tops and t-shirts and flip flops, like zero dress code. There's no dress code. Bars dope over there. Yeah, there's a there's views. There there's it. It's a grind. Yeah. There's only one par five on the on the course. I've had a few birdies on that. I've I've had legendary times. Trotty has a tournament. He has a skins game every week there. And like, this dude Trotty's really good. And he don't always win. You know what I'm saying? So there's dudes over there that are No, sticks. they're good players. And then every, they constantly have food trucks there instead of like a oh, restaurant. Yeah. They got food trucks there that change constantly. And they got big pit fire, bonfire type joints. So they're like, if you went and play, you could tell, you know, wife and kids, everybody will come meet you after. They got like micro brews and food nice. trucks and acoustic guitar bands. And like, it's super Do you cool. guys gamble when you're out there? I, I do. He I does a lot. Just, I just, I, whenever, when everyone's JR gambling, I'll, I'll gamble, but I don't go out there to gamble. Then yeah. got to get his hand up a little bit to gamble. But I don't play good enough to gamble. I'm like, I'm not confident enough with my, my game to gamble. But he well, that's, just not that's why handicaps are for. So, for example, if if you were to play me, you might tell me, "Ah, uh, you give me two strokes a hole." So that means if you get a six, it's a four. Okay. So then you feel a little more confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We're like, okay. So that's how it's all built off a handicap system, so that like the best golfer in the world can play a beginner. Now the best golfer is going to have to be give the beginner maybe three strokes a hole. So if you got a seven seven's really a four if you scrape a five that's a two and you beat the dude you know so that's just this whole handicap system is built where all different levels of golfer can play against each other for money 
I don't know who came up with it, but that's like the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. But the the handicap yeah. thing was is that like an honor honor system? Like who basically, basically, you put your score in. You don't. You got to keep score. No, perfectly. essentially, no. They're sandbaggers. Okay. Yeah. No. There's both yeah, sides. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. like oh, vanity. Right here. Hey. There's no. like there's like vanity handicaps, and then there's also sandbag handicaps, and then there's everything in between. Is like people who put their. You basically have to play like 20 times or some shit. Okay. You put your score in every time. You keep the and score. An average. And then there's a lot of uh, things in there where like I'm a five handicap, so I can't take more than a double bogey. But with you being a beginner, you could take double par. So if it's a par three, you could write down a six, but you can't write a 12 okay. on that hole because it'll throw everything off. So basically what they don't want is a low handicapper like me. I could play, you know, 15 holes, even par, and then I play three holes, five over. So that'd be five, 10, 15. I can't say I'm a 15 handicap just because three holes I shot, I shot 15 over on three holes where I hit like two in the water, one out of bounds, hit three houses on one hole like JR did. You know right. what I mean? Like you're not allowed to do all that because they can't, they don't, they don't run it. And then there's another thing on there that says like if your handicap, if my handicap is five, it won't let my handicap go from five to 10. Even if I put in like five bad scores in a row. So they, it's like it's all based off of tournaments, and okay. then so you can show up and play in tournaments, and it's a very also the very grading of a course. Thing. You play a course that's really hard, yeah, right. That's technically a, a harder course. And if you play better there, they might give you, you know, your. It just. But to me, it really just comes down to gambling, because you're playing for money, and like your handicap needs to give you a. You don't want to be called a sandbagger, but you also don't want to lose, you know, five hundred bucks, for sure. Like on the competitive put it this way, if you're a one, you want to be a one. Yeah. There's, there's so many dudes that's, that that will claim to be a seven or an eight, and that's really a one. And to go out there and fucking yeah. wax you and grease your ass, like, you, you, you turn around, you're giving him shots. It's like, dude, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. shit, when Trotty told me he was a plus one, I didn't know what that meant. I thought he was just saying he was a one. Yeah, what that means is, if I'm a five. <laughs> you got to give him. You know, he's going to give me three aside, but it's not going to be a walk in the park. It's not going to be was. easy for him or me. I know it it's is. It's going to be, I could beat him, but if I don't play good and he plays good, he's going to beat me. So it's all based off of like no, for sure. how you can play an even match. Yeah. No matter your level. I thought a plus level. one, though, was a one. I yeah. didn't know it no. got better than zero. Do you know, I didn't understand yeah. that. No, those pros are plus eights or tens. Yeah, plus yeah, tens. Yeah, yeah. Like sure. they, they shoot average. Seven eight under par right. every time. Every time they play, so that is like. I remember one time I was at the Grove and Phil Mickelson was a was a was a plus six, and he was gambling people who were my level at six, but he would give them twelve strokes, and he lost the fifteen twenty grand that day because like he didn't play good, and those six handicaps played good, so it's wild. Damn, but I love bro. gambling. It's <laughs> funny. I was at Grove and I seen Rory like a couple groups ahead. He just you know leisurely playing with his boys, just chilling like how we play, not in tournament form or whatever. And I'm sitting there like, I wonder what he shot. Like, what do you think he shoot? I'm asking the other dudes in the group. He's probably 63, 67, 68. I'm like, nah, he definitely shot probably 65. Walk in the pro shop like, oh, would you shoot today? He's like, he, he literally counted in his head. He's like, two, three. I'm like, what? That's seven under. And just messing around, though. But leisurely, like just yeah. chilling. <laughs> so like that's seven under, if I shoot seven over, he would have to give me 14 strokes so we could bet even. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. I have seven bogeys and, I, and 11 pars. He has seven birdies and 11 parties. So I need 14 strokes to be able to keep up with him. But if he gives me 14 strokes, I, tr I know I can beat him. Ray, Ray, if, any, you, you take fourteen from me four, If any pro gives me if fourteen strokes, I'm waxing it. Yeah, exactly. Me For sure. No question. There's no question. You know, I played a. I played in my my first American uh, PGA tournament earlier this year, and um, they gave me ten strokes, and I didn't even tell my handicap or nothing. They just put together ten strokes, and I had an eagle on oh, wow. on, on 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 a par five, and I had a stroke on that hole. 
So it became an albatross. Holy shit. And John Rahm was like, hey, man, you got to keep doing this, bro. So I ended up shooting at 81 that day. So I got 10 strokes. Wow, I'm shooting congrats. at 71. That's, that's really that good. That was really crazy because I didn't play. I was really nervous and I played bad, but I, got, I didn't really get in trouble very much because I didn't try yeah, to go crazy. Yeah, but you get crazy. to take John Rahm's drive. Yeah, yeah, I got to take his drive on every whole Yeah, game. so. Oh, that's cool. He's the best golfer. But the only problem is, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, he's only the number one player. He's only number so one so you, you, you get to drop from the, the best yeah. drive from the, the group? After, after his drive, I took his drive. The problem was, on some holes, he took out a three iron on a par five. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? And he goes, I, I think I know what I'm doing. I'm like, bro, man, knock this bitch out 400 yards. What are you doing, man? He's like, nah, I do a strategy. And I'm like, dog, because he's like, you know, a par five, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. this guy to pull out no iron, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, dog, like. We're in trouble here, but mind um, you, you playing for a damn pro am. He's playing for the actual tournament the next four days. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Mind you, he's only playing for four million that week." Oh <laughs> man, it's still though, bro. You don't want to see John Ron pulling no damn iron on a par five, bro. Not a, not yeah, but he can hit three iron, three iron on the green. He can, I was about to say he can hit that three iron, three twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was, but he was hitting it far though, bro. Two sixty-five, yeah, yeah, probably like two seventy. Yeah, it was, it was stupid. It was, so bro, he hits two seventy. He catch the right Is rolling out the three. Oh yeah, true. Sure. It was a dog leg though, so he was like, "Nah, I'm not hitting my my driver here." And I was like, "Hit it over the tree, <laughs> fool!" He's like, he started laughing. But well, or what about uh? <laughs> do you have any plans, or or what are your thoughts? So there's there's like da- 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 uh, Daniel Arsham, you know, Daniel yeah, yeah. Arsham, the sculptor artist, etc. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there's a project in the works with him and some big famous golf courses and we're working with them, et cetera. So they're going to basically use artwork, sculptures, oh, that's put dope. throughout the golf course Kinda as like, like obstacles. I always thought like if I ever built my own course, it'd be a cross between like a, like a really sick ass uh, miniature golf course and a real golf course. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, it, not to take away the seriousness of golf and stuff, but like, like I would love if the the whole green was just like like slowly moving, you mm-hmm. know, like like mm-hmm. I, I would add like little, yeah. I guess miniature golf course, uh, little <laughs> things in there to kind of make it more difficult. But as as an adult, like how would we do it? You know what I mean? Like right. on, on, on a more like crazier scale, you know? Um, What's that show they had? Holy moly. What Steph yes. Curry did? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was kind of doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, think but, of but not really corny, but but I like that idea of doing like art sculptures or something. As like obstacles. Like you gotta so hit like, you gotta hit your, your ball like through the LA fingers, like you yeah, know, or you just put LA fingers out on like <laughs> yeah, where the sand trap is out to the right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. move the trap out, you put a huge statue there, and then everyone has to play, and that's like a tree. Yeah, yeah. So you know, trees are put in certain places to like block the green or make right. it harder to get to so think of uh what i think will happen in the future will be more of that where people will take like golf courses and use them into like art nature that'd walks. be sick you know, I, I would love like to do some thought of that course. of like people like saint andrews are talking about doing it because like a course like saint andrews over in scotland I think every Sunday the course is closed and it's open for the public to do picnics and walk their dogs and such. Sick. Right? So it's like, why not let them do that? And then while they're doing it, why not have, you know, masterpieces that are inserted on the golf course that are aging with the weather and tarnishing and think of like a big metal sculpture out right. there or like five yeah. years like, from Like now. I'm working on this one sculpture was for Beyond the Streets uh, uh, and it's actually like, uh, I don't want to say Mickey, but you know, because... I, I don't do Mickey, right? Yeah. But but yeah, it's a sculpture like um, of the mouse, like with the like Buddha esque with like uh, like you know a hundred hands, like it looks it, uh, coming out of a lotus and something like that. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see something like that in a fountain or something in front of the green, like yeah. blocking the ball, right? Like you have to get it over the hands, yeah. and he's like, you know, think of that. That would be some some epic shit. But yeah, sculptures it, coming out of the lake in front of the par three, and you got to hit it up over it. So like that is like a you know uh, Arsham, he's doing like you know those big like gods like those ancient like sculpture statues yeah. or whatever and it's like in bronze with crystals and decompartmentalizing and what falling apart and such there's the i think he works been working with kohler forever mm. you know the sinks and kohler yeah. and all that so they own like a handful of golf courses um they own whistling straits they own a couple of courses in, in wisconsin but like the whole like art like to me, that's like just such an amazing concept of like there's thousands of golf courses in right. America. 
you know, and like for sculptures and statues and all of that. I stuff. could see that yeah, world. That actually, and Daniel's a friend of mine. That that would be crazy just to just dope. think of like six of his sculptures, huge ones, yeah. oversized, thirty foot tall, placed strategically yeah. around the yeah, course sick. where the designers are like think of a futuristic golf course like there's a architect and a designer of the golf course working with someone like yourself and being like how are we gonna work your art yeah to make the course more challenging and hard and part of it so it's yeah i, I hope that. a lot more people like hear this and start doing that i, stuff. I got this one uh character it's like a I call it the Lokness mobster, but it's actually a, like a Lokness monster, but it's actually an arm coming out of the water and it's a spray can, you know, and he has a little face and stuff on it. And then the humps are, are the arms and stuff. But I always thought that'd be a great like fountain, yeah. you know, because instead of spray paint, he's like spitting out water and stuff. But yeah, that'd be beautiful on a course. Dude, that'd be epic. Right, like know? on the lake and a yeah. course in Hawaii on that <laughs> course yeah. we were talking yeah. about. That would that would be. Um, but yeah, so, oh, Oh, I mentioned to you also, I'm talking with the top golf guys yeah. to possibly do something over there at the El Segundo thing. Yeah. I guess they do at something. At the lakes. Yeah. They have a few lakes over there for yeah. you. So, now you know what you can pitch them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't think they have time for that one, but I think they they want to do something with the hand. So we'll, we'll see what's up, you know. Um, but um, yeah, that's pretty They're exciting. Yeah. Top golf's cool because they basically are starting to do more stuff like that where they can, like, they bought the lakes at El Segundo, the course that's attached to the, the driving range. Okay. They turned the driving range into a top golf. They got a par three golf course, but like they're mixing like technology and stuff together for the first time where like, you know, top golf's all techie talk, you know, it's flat screens, this mm -hmm. and the other. So on the ninth hole at a Lakes golf course, there's a huge monitor and they own a thing called Top Tracer. So that's when you watch on TV and like, the pro hits the ball and it shows a like a red line mm -hmm. flies and shows how the ball's flying through the air because it's hard to see the ball. So it shows like a it does like an outline of where the ball went. So your swing on the last hole, it sends you a text you a video of your swing and then the tracer flies and sees your ball landing oh, on the green. So like we're playing there Friday, so I'm excited. It's super yeah. fun. Mixing yeah. like art and technology into the nature of a golf course is like fascinating to me. Hell yeah. Grow the game, man. Grow the game. Yeah. I guess I will be thinking about art now while I'm on the course. Just start looking around. <laughs> Damn it. That I, was, yeah, I was trying over. to use it as an escape. You know, I'm going to be like, oh, we need to do a sculpture right here. Like, <laughs> It's over. You'll never, never not working now, for real. You're going to be on the course like, holy shit, I could put something there. I could put something there. Look at that lake. But great excuse to, to the wife that I have to go to the course. To, and it goes, it's work now. Yeah. Start sketching it out a little bit. Like, take photos of the course and go home yeah. super. But I, I think the more... Like, even, like, at a course, like, in Hawaii, if you have a relationship with them, whatever. But, like, you know, like, our Daniel Arsham, he's got, like, sculptures. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, you don't even have to create something new. It's, yeah. like, just, I have these three in warehouse. I'm going to take them out of the warehouse and you bolt them into the ground and put them out there. Like, even talking about cause earlier, like, El Segundo, I was trying to tell them, the Topgolf people, yeah. like, get one of those, like, 60-foot-tall caused characters and have it where you can see it from the it. highway. Remember I hit you? Yeah. Cause I was trying to get to cause to try to get cause. He just to didn't want to like. He just didn't. He didn't like. He didn't. And like he, he. I wanted to see. Okay, are you just not replying right now, or are you not replying about this, and then he replied about something else. So. Yeah, because he thinks the same way we did when we started this. It's like what a golf course. Like yeah. ah, I ain't fucking with no golf. course. But at the course. same time, look, bro. Um, Jesus Christ, what's my man's name? Uh, um, God damn it, Jr. Owner of Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, Dan Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert. Yeah. So when Dan hit up cause to, to put the sculpture in front of Stock X, yeah. like it wasn't shit, you know what I mean? And he bought that sculpture for nothing, bro. Like yeah. two, three M. Sell that thing for like twenty-five M's right now. You know, it's it's like forty feet tall. He just has to just Brian just has to think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, which is he doesn't think golf is cool. In a nutshell, that's <laughs> for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I doubt cause is like man golf's so cool he doesn't play he doesn't think golf's cool you know yeah. but like to sell it to 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 the dudes in detroit to put it outside of a building in downtown detroit like that's cool you know but um even like top golf what they're doing they're buying driving ranges with golf courses so then they come in and they spend how many million dollars to build top golf right to build a top golf so it's like 
I'm telling them like it's it's just uh it's a uh, um you own the property. It's an asset to the business. So yeah. go buy five cause statues, huge ones, put them on the course. It's going to make PR. It's going to make people say, I want to go play just to go walk out there and get a photo yeah. in front of the cause character, right? So that's what the Fertitta brothers did when they bought the Palms Casino and they bought all that crazy art. Do they bought a $150 million? Um, um, not Coons. What's my dad's name? God damn. Why not draw a blank? Dude? Oh, I have a Damien Hurst. Yeah. They have $150 million, Damien Hurst. Then they have, you know, uh, yeah. $100 million Basquiat. And, and I had a sculpture in there in the in the Palms. Yeah. They, they bought an L, they commissioned me to do an LV because everyone mm -hmm. knows me for the LA hands. Yeah, so yeah. they had me do an LV for the entrance You turned it upside yeah, down. Yeah, so I, I got an LV in there, like a five-footer or something like that. So I was stoked to be in good company. Had the cause outside. But yeah, people and, were yeah. going, people were yeah. going to the restaurant. Just to go look at the At the, the steakhouse, yeah, yeah at, at Palms, just to yeah. go do that. There's a course in the Hamptons called The Bridge. And the bridge is an old racetrack, Chevron racetrack. That shit is so You've dope. been there, right? It's just so fucking dope. nuts, dude. So some Wall Street dude went and built it. It's over a million, maybe a million and a quarter to become a member. So when I was talking to them about like joining the place and hearing about the whole membership thing, so they're like, you could buy a house in the Hamptons on the water for $7 million. You could buy one in the woods for $2 million. So go buy a house in the woods for two million, pay us a million, and you have a beach club and a golf course and an unbelievable clubhouse. So they're all they're on some anti-shingles philosophy. So it's super modern art museum, clubhouse. The best view in the clubhouse is the spa, the locker rooms, mm. where it outlooks over. They got neon artwork from like dudes from like Marfa, Texas, who put artwork all out on the golf course. So at night when you're eating dinner or you're in the spa or whatever, when you look out on the golf course, there's like glowing Playboy bunnies and like, <laughs> you know, just that Marfa art type Sick. of world. But um, but Tom Sachs designed the trophy mm. for the club championship. And they got like Lior Cohen and all these like, you know, famous <clears throat> businessmen from New York City have won this club championship. So for years, I've been telling myself, like, I want to get my name on that trophy. And it's funny, it's like getting $1.2 million to hand over to join the club seems like nearly impossible. But what would be even harder than that would be to win the damn club championship, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Winning the Wait, club Leo championship. Cohen is good at golf? Yeah, he's good. Damn, I didn't know that, bro. It's like some Tom Sachs, like trippy little spaceshipy looking fucking astronaut weird trophy that he handmade, and then someone scratches your name in it if you win the tournament. I think it's a good time to wrap it up. Yeah. OG definitely. Slick, thank you for coming, my friend. Man, Slick, thanks Mahalo. for having us. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks for having Stephen me. Stephen Marvin, JR Smith, Ben Baller. We appreciate y'all. See you next weekend.